0: On this week's episode, how will Master Chief Saga fare as a TV series? Some early thoughts on Oscar's Best Picture, and what's this about a Play-Doh movie? All this and more as we once again delve into the Pop Culture Cosmos. Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. And we're back with another episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, GameSource, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there that's all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to sports right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, PopCultureCosmos.com, Humanican Media, Vampires and Vitae, and everything that we do at the Pop Culture Cosmos, including all the things that we do in the tabletop RPG realm because we are the number one tabletop RPG streamer on Facebook. So check us out today. At Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. Plus, we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every day right there at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. And if you can support all that, it is sincerely appreciated. But it wouldn't be a Pop Culture Cosmos without my good friend. He's our own Play Doh Master of Pop Culture Cosmos. You got to check out what he's doing today at popculturecosmos.com. Humanic Media, with his great shows, the Super B.S. Gamescast, and Topic Topicocalypse, plus all the things that he does, including his great book, Congratulations, You Suck, which was on sale last time I checked at Amazon, and Barnes Noble, it is my good friend, it is Josh Peterson. What's up, man?
1: What is up? Okay, so... I got my glasses back and uh, yes. you remember that like, you remember that jump from like tube TVs to like 4K flat screens?
0: Absolutely,
1: yeah, that's how this feels, you know, like put them on, everything came into focus, it was beautiful. It was, well, that was like
0: me when in 2021 when I finally got my 4K TV from my 1080 yeah. TV, and it's just like, oh, the clarity. I just saw Turning Red the other week, and I, I just a great, great movie, and people need to check it out on Disney Plus. Absolutely tremendous movie, yeah. and I told my friend at Pixar how beautiful it was. It is an outstanding movie to watch on a 4K television. Absolutely stunning, absolutely beautiful. So I told Melinda, I said Josh would love this when I say this, but the colors pop.
1: It's all those popping colors,
0: man! Oh my gosh, you got to see it, my friend. And I know you've got some young ladies in your life that would truly appreciate turning red. It is something I think every family should go ahead and check out. I really, really highly recommend it. And again, it's probably the best looking movie I've seen so far. Maybe Dune for live action purposes, but man, as far as colors are concerned, there is nothing better right now on 4K.
1: Yeah, my kids were actually watching that this morning, and they, uh, they you know, I dropped in, saw bits and pieces of it. it looks it Looks like a pretty cool movie.
0: It is absolutely well done by Pixar. But you've been doing some things now that you have your glasses. What have you been trying to get into before we head on to the show?
1: So last night I sat down, played a little bit of more of Horizon Zero Dawn. It's the first time in a long time got to play some games. Still digging it. You know, I mean, there's granted there's been a lot of things coming out that's kind of like pushed that game to the uh to the back of people's gaming stacks but i'm you know i'm digging my time with it um watch the adam project i know we're supposed to talk about that last week but we kind of had a you know little emergency with the uh internet here i dig it it's not a great film but it's not a bad film you know it's
0: it's ryan reynolds best performance on a netflix film and it's a solid popcorn film
1: I think. absolutely yeah yeah i know i mean that, that's what i was telling my wife i'm like this feels like the mummy to me like i can just sit back i don't have to think about anything and when i always reference the mummy with movies like i feel like that's like a good bar for me you know okay. like Something where I can sit back and enjoy it. I don't have to think about it. I can just kind of like kick my feet back. I'm watching it, but I'm not, at the same time, I'm not like critiquing it so hard because of what it is. You know, I just kind of enjoyed it for the fact that it was enjoyable.
0: Absolutely. Until you saw the Rock and the Mummy Returns, I think it was the Mummy Returns, right? Where he uh, comes out in the yeah, yeah one of the is... worst, yeah, one of the worst CGI moments of all time.
1: You know, and it sucks because that was actually a pretty solid movie up until yeah. that point.
0: Yeah, but well, we won't talk about that too much. But <laughs> he's going to be hopefully showing us in the not too distant future some highlights of Elix Two, and also as well Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven Next Gen. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, I'm. Hoping to hear his thoughts and see some video on that. But when it comes to what we were talking about with Horizon Forbidden West, when Horizon Forbidden West came out, it came out a week ahead of Elden Ring. You know, if I was in Sony's shoes, I would have thought Elden Ring is this nice Dark Souls like game. You know, I'm not expecting a whole lot of it because in North America, I don't think it really had the foothold that they thought it would have. And then Elden Ring comes out to such tremendous praise. And for a game that really not a whole lot of people or as many people thought everybody knew about, my gosh, it's sold and it has sold well ever since. The continuous interest in that game has, I don't want to say trounced Horizon Forbidden West, but it certainly has gained a lot of attention and traction since then. I think Horizon Forbidden West, any momentum, that it tried to create or it tried to have got zipped out by Elden Ring.
1: Yeah, you know, and it it was funny, too, because, like, I don't don't know if people expected Elden Ring to do as well as it did, but it definitely...
0: No, no one did.
1: But even before, you know, the official release date was announced, you know, because it got pushed back, like, putting Horizon Forbidden West out at that point should have been kind of something that was thought about. And then what's even more foolish was... The week after Elden Ring came out, they put out Gran Turismo. And I have not heard a peep about Gran Turismo since the initial
0: reviews came out. I agree with you on that. Nobody's talked about Gran Turismo 7 at all. And Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, it'll be mentioned as far as one of the top games of 2022 when all is said and done. But with Elden Ring getting a lot of the press, I think that a lot of the starch was taken out of Horizon Forbidden West. And I think that's something that Sony did not anticipate, that not only Elden Ring has taken out one hit with Horizon Forbidden West, or at least done a lot of damage to it sales-wise and interest-wise, but like you said, totally wiped out GT7 off the face of the earth.
1: Yeah, and then what are your thoughts on Stranger of Paradise here? Because that was a game that everyone was excited about but it's also releasing because right now it's it's foolish to put anything out within a month behind or in front of elden ring so what do you think about stranger of paradise you think that this is going to be another like final fantasy type zero game that just kind of like gets it's pressed. there it's yeah. there and people yeah. kind of forget about it because it because of how and when it came out
0: because the reviews are out already on it yeah it's, and they're, it's like eights you know yeah so. Not bad. not bad, but I think, like you said, because of the interest people still have in Elden Ring that I think it's going to be wiped out. And plus, Square Enix has not pushed this game at all as far as into the mindset of general gamers out there. So Elden yeah. Ring, one thing that they did, once they started seeing the buzz, once they started seeing the 10 start to roll out, They started a massive push on advertising and promoting this game, Elden Ring. So now, like you said, it's going to be for a month, Elden Ring is going to be the game a lot of people are talking about and a lot of people are experiencing. A game like, like you said, with Final Fantasy Origin, Stranger of Paradise, it's another one of the many 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 Final Fantasy games I think that people are going to miss simply because of the fact that it just seems like another iteration that people don't necessarily want or need
1: yeah and you know I'm a long-time Final Fantasy fan and I do plan on playing this one but you know I I sitting there thinking about it last week I'm like do I buy this or you know Tiny Tina's Wonderland comes out this week too so where (laughs) where is my money best spin.
0: Tiny Tina's Wonderland, that's another game which probably will have some advertising backing because it's 2K, which is also trying to deal with WWE 2K22, which mm-hmm. also came out in the past few weeks, although that may be different enough so that it might have found its own niche because the reviews are not great, but positive enough so that it's a, a large enough change from the past few iterations, which have been really ravaged. So this is a step in the right direction for the most part for WWE that may garner enough interest in sales going forward, forward. But for a game like Tiny Tina's, which again, will get some advertising power. It's now in question whether or not it will become a hit.
1: And here's a, a big factor, too. Do you and, and we always talk about, like, 2007 and 2000, what was it? Yeah, was 2018,
0: I think you said. That's when yeah, you liked.
1: Yeah, somewhere where, where, like, all these games came out back to back to back to back. And there was a lot that year that I wanted to play that I just kind of forgot about. And I feel like we're kind of reaching a point here where there's, you know, and I really hope the end of the year is, like, stellar for games. But there's been so much that's come out since what January that I feel like I've missed out on some things that I wanted to play. Cause I saw the, the, the X- idea
0: at Xbox. Yes. Mm-hmm. We talked about that on Friday about some of the great things like trick to Yomi. Mm-hmm. I love that game. The look of it is just outstanding wrestle quest, which was also something that was, really interesting as far as a quirky type game curse to golf was also yeah, mentioned yeah
1: like there is a lot of things there that like i had been thinking to myself like oh it'd be cool to play that when it comes out and even tunic you know like I, yes. I kept thinking like oh it'd be cool to play those games when they came out and then i just completely forgot about them yeah we talked about play. that on
0: friday tunic as a oh, zelda clone which is mm-hmm. getting good grades as well I, that's another game that might be in the path of elden ring and the destruction that Elden Ring may cause to all these games. Now, this is something you talked about, and you mentioned this. This is the backlog of games that we're now experiencing, of games that were affected in the pandemic. These are games that could have been or might have been under normal circumstances released back in 2020 or 2021. They're now finally getting released, one on top of the other, which is great for gamers, that they'll have the choice. But as always is the case, when you see this, a lot of them are going to get swept under the rug. A lot of solid games are going to get swept under the rug.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'm sitting right now. I'm sitting on, you know, I got Cyberpunk and Elix. Elix is, is one of those games too. You know, like people seem Elix to too. Be,
0: just to let Elix
1: know. too. People seem to be enjoying it. I did play it for an hour, you know, and like I, I like the world. The world's cool and the characters are interesting. But I do have an issue with the combat, which I will speak more on next week. But You and a lot of
0: other people, I'll just say that.
1: Yeah, but that game is another one that was was sort of anticipated. You know, online there's some hype for it and then it came out and nobody really played much of it. So
0: yeah, well, again, when we we talk about that, we're going to talk about a bigger picture with THQ Nordic when we do. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, between that, though, and, you know, I'm sitting on Gran Turismo and Horizon and Elden Rings. There's so much that I don't know if I'm going to ever get to. I do want to finish Elden Ring, but I'm also trying to get through. Good luck. Yeah, it's going to take a while. I'm one of those people who have been slowly trying to lure enemies out of camp so I can take them out one at a time. And I always like get terrified when I see one of the other enemy types looking over. I'm like, oh no, he's going to follow him out of camp because I'm not at a point where I can take on more than one person in that game. Yeah. But it's like, it's beautiful and it's terrifying. And you know, I hope I'm going to finish it one day. But all the people that I know that are playing Elden Ring... Have picked up these other games, but they're like, Yeah, I only played it for like an hour, then I switched back to Elden Ring. So, you know, I don't know if that goes to show you what the completion rate is going to be for any game that's not Elden Ring, but we're definitely in a high season of gaming traffic here.
0: That we are indeed, which is great for gamers, but for these publishers and developers, it might be problematic because if one game is getting a lot of the press and the pub and the interest from gamers, A lot of these other games will be known as games you should have tried, but unfortunately got swept under the rug. But if you have thoughts out there on games that you're playing right now on your consoles or PC, let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, coming up after the break, we're going to go ahead into the rest of the show where we're going to be talking about a lot of good things, including Halo, Atlanta, the weekend box office, Oscar's Best Picture Odds, severance hogwarts legacy daredevil and pre-production maybe the play-doh movie all that coming up after the break this is the pop culture cosmos
1: big on america hey guys this is jason dutch with dig on america podcast and i'm here with big hops and i'm also here with
0: And we're back with the Pop Culture Cosmos. It's Josh Peterson and me, Gerald Glassford. Also want to mention again, we're the number one tabletop RPG streamer on Facebook. We got a lot of great games, including the games run every single weekend by our DM, Mitch. Also as well, the Demolition Force, which Roger runs each and every Monday. And of course, everything throughout the week, including the great stuff that Melinda and Rob run, including their hit series, Vampires and Vitae. So please check it out pop culture cosmos on facebook along with the latest news and information each and every day on pop culture cosmos on facebook but my friend there's so much more to talk about on today's show we try to set people up for the week plus give them a recap of the weekend and we'll do the weekend box office here in a second because there's a big surprise and an angry rant i have on somebody coming up here in a bit but i wanted to ask you this it's finally here a full-fledged halo tv series is coming this week to paramount plus on march 24th it is something that again has been tried in various forms xbox or xbox not approved it's been something done as far as fan service it's been something done as far as little mini series it's been something done in a web series it's been something done in part youtube it's been done in various forms but never as a full-fledged major operation that's taking place as far as this series, which is being executive produced by Steven Spielberg, as again, it heads to Paramount Plus this week. Your thoughts on this? The early reviews are okay, not great. It's taking a little bit of a turn with Master Chief and the Covenant. It's going to have some things that they retain from the game. And in a very wise move, I think they're going to bring some things organically in that are a little bit different from the game. Your thoughts on the Halo TV series coming up later this week.
1: So this has been something, you know, like you said, it's been in the pipeline for a long time. We've seen different iterations. Forward into Dawn and we saw those, uh, what was it, the Peter Jackson shorts that happened before, I think it was when Halo 3 came out. Some,
0: yes, somewhere around there. a little after that.
1: Yeah, and there's been you know there, there's been various rumors of, of different talents attached to a Halo movie script for a while, whether it's Peter Jackson, Guillermo del Toro, Neil Blomkamp, I think was yes. attached to it for a bit. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I thought that was going to be a done deal with him as a director.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah, because they had all the budget and like the pre-production stuff they put together ended up being turned into District Nine because of some kind of contractual issue with Microsoft. But having seen the clips online and seeing the trailers and I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I do have a lot of respect for Kiki Wolfkill. You know, she's part of the creative team behind Halo, and she's been behind the scenes on Halo for a really, really long time. So, I mean, I trust her with the mythology, and I do like the fact that she said this is existing on its own timeline, right? So we don't have to really worry about any existing mythology or breaking what's already been done with the games which have become you know somewhat convoluted between halo 4 and halo guardians and halo infinite you think so yeah so it's just it's nice to be able to take this story from the beginning and seeing it kind of evolve organically as opposed to having to stick to some pre-existing thing that's kind of been star wars you know like nothing makes sense anymore so now they can kind of take it back and correct some of the things that they know people didn't like with the games which i'm down for
0: but i do like some of the things that this halo universe has created like Mm -hmm. for instance the origin story for halo for master chief yeah for the fall of reach that book the fall of reach is a great and outstanding book the beginnings of Master Chief John 117, Mm -hmm. that whole thing as far as as he was taken as a child, they put clones in place, they put him through and others through a torturous origination, then they gave them the augmentation to make them into the super soldiers that they are. They go after the insurrectionists and they think they're created to go ahead and fight the insurrectionists and all of a sudden this this new threat arises and then this halo planet. The whole nine yards, I love that Mm -hmm. part of it but again, once it Years off and then it's like hit and miss again like everything that you do once you have a universe that you want to expand it is going to be hit and miss and over the many years i mean there's so many people that have attempted to expand upon it in books in comic books graphic novels again like we talked about with web series and, and shorts and things of that nature it's been hit or miss so i'm hoping to see something maybe centered and grounded but I do know there's going to be some changes to it and I'm expecting that going in.
1: You know, and I'm I'm sure they're going to keep a lot of the foundational stuff, you know, the the backstory of the Spartans and the fall of Reach and religious conflict of the Covenants. And I'm sure a lot of that stuff will stay in there. And I I really hope that they explore the Forerunners more in this because all that stuff was really interesting to me and then Halo 4 and 5 kind of blew it. So, you know, I'm really hoping they go back and take a look at some of that stuff, but... And I'm going to be honest, as a longtime Halo fan, this is going to be something that has to hit within the first three episodes, or else it could ruin the reputation of the game, you know, and of the franchise in itself. Because that's, like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic, but there are so, so, so many ways something like this could go wrong.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you. And in doing so, they're taking a big risk. They're obviously spending a great deal of money on this. And With the Star Trek shows that are getting such great reviews and great interest because the fact that they have such great production values behind it, how will this stack up as another Paramount Plus series? This was actually going to be premiering on Showtime, and they decided to move it over to Paramount Plus. So I'm interested to see where this falls, but it is the Halo TV series coming up later this week. Hopefully, I will have a review by this time next week. I don't think I'll have a review by the Friday show with melinda barkhouse ross is the pcc multiverse but i'm hoping to have a review the first episode by the time you and i get back on hopefully you will have seen it as well for next monday but it is a halo tv series with master chief heading to paramount plus what are your thoughts out there on the halo tv series with master chief coming back to your living room please let us know popculturecosmos at yahoo.com but also, before we head on to Atlanta, which is getting outstanding reviews, wanted to mention that Season 2 is coming in the not-too-distant future for those playing the Halo Infinite multiplayer. I'm going to tell you, man, I think that it's time for me to eat some crow. And I told you how much concern I have as far as the delay, the year delay that Halo Infinite did, and the ultimate release release that they did as far as the main game not being released until early December and then the free-to-play multiplayer. Well, it looks like from all appearances that this release plan has been very effective. The reviews ultimately for it has been very positive. You had very positive things to say about Halo Infinite. And I think when all is said and done, even though, again, it should have been released when it was supposed to have been released on the initial offering for Xbox Series S and X. I think that would have been a killer app to get everything started. And I think that would have given them a unique and definitive advantage over Sony PlayStation 5. But ultimately, the year was spent to good use. And ultimately, Halo Infinite, you've got to deem a success for Microsoft. And it just shows that they're not so concerned anymore about the physical sales. They're more concerned about making sure that Xbox Games Pass is a platform you can believe in going forward.
1: I would say that, but I also think that their content, you know, like may, it's not just about putting out content with them. I remember the year when they had all the shovelware for the Wii and they just like, yeah. just kept putting things out and out and out and that ended up like burying the Wii eventually. With Microsoft, you know, they want to put out content. They want stuff for Games Pass. But they're also, I'm noticing this content is very carefully curated. You know, they're, they're making sure that they're spending a lot of time on it. The stuff going out there is good. They're listening to the feedback on a lot of this. And I don't know how much of the Halo stuff was them saying like, oh, hey, this game truly isn't finished. Or if it's just like Sony fanboys or Microsoft fanboys saying like, this looks really bad. But I think taking that extra year only helped them out. And having played the finished product of Halo Infinite, I can say that I really enjoyed this game. Like coming off of Halo 4 and 5, like Halo 4 was okay. Halo 5, I did not enjoy. But Halo Infinite was an experience that I think was well done from start to finish. And I'm hoping, you know, and they, they're doing a good job with the multiplayer stuff. The multiplayer is hard for me because I don't i have a hard time with multiplayer games these days but you know i'm hoping that they're going to start adding on to the campaign too because i don't know if you watch into the credits and you see uh you know atriox unleashing the banished but you know i'm hoping that we're going to actually see downloadable add-ons for this game moving forward because they said infinite is going to be the platform for the future of halo so we'll see but i'm really keeping my fingers crossed because the game in its current state or the story at least Feels complete, but it also feels like there's more to it that we didn't get.
0: I just got to say, man, I, I'm eating crow on this one. So I'm, you know, I admit when I'm right and I admit when I'm wrong. You know, I'm, I'm always so quick to pat myself on the back when something I say comes to fruition. And I remember in the early days of the show, it was happening quite a bit. And it's still happening, but I want to make sure that when I get it wrong, that I go ahead and I admit it. And I also tell everybody out there that it was a good move by Microsoft, ultimately. Was it the best move? I still think it should have come out day one on the release of Xbox Series S and X. But you know what? Hey, they obviously know what they're doing now at Xbox. They obviously have a lot of faith in the Xbox Games Pass being a platform going forward. Mm -hmm. i wasn't sure enough or convinced enough yet that that's what they want to do but it's clear now that that's their premise going forward later this year when starfield debuts on xbox games pass and that's going to be a major deal for them we saw glimpses of what they're going to talk about and what they're going to do in the game here last week with some storyboarding and some conversations with the developers on that so it's interesting to see what starfield will bring but again halo the future of it it seems to be in good hands We'll see what happens with this TV series, but I'm looking forward to seeing the future endeavors for Master Chief finally. It's been the first time in a long time, but I'm looking forward to seeing what Master Chief will do.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I hope they, they keep that that soundtrack. I know Marty O'Donnell found himself in some hot water with Bungie, but I hope they keep that classic Halo intro. Dun, 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 dun. I hope they keep that going.
0: Condition. I hope so as well. I think they have to. I think they have to indeed. If they try to that's change fun. it, yeah, I think they're that's dooming them. But I don't think they're that stupid. But we'll see what happens, my friend. It is Halo TV series coming to Paramount Plus later this week. And Halo Infinite Season 2 in the not-too-distant future. We want to hear your thoughts on Halo. Where are you at with Master Chief? Please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, before we hit the break, my friend, just wanted to point out real quick, another series coming to TV in its third season, finally after four years, it's been delayed for a little while. One of the best performers out there, Donald Glover's back with his TV series, Atlanta, as the crew goes over to Europe. And the word is coming out of it from South by Southwest and reviews are just scintillating that it's at a 95 on Metacritic. So this journey, this jaunt that they're going to have throughout Europe and all the, the entertainment, the comedy, the drama that they create because the show is so unique. It just is a showcase for Donald Glover and his immense talent that he has. Everybody who's talking about it as a masterpiece, as a masterclass, as a truly sensational show. Donald Glover's already said that season four will be its last. Your thoughts on Atlanta coming later this week to fx on march 24th
1: what i saw was good and i feel like like you said donald glover is really
0: he's one really, of the best out there today
1: he's one of the best out there of really in any category i mean yeah. as far as music goes and producer director actor like he's amazing you know he does some really great stuff and he's got a very unique view of society that translates well into his creative talents and He has a way of bringing out certain things without isolating people in the process. And I've always kind of, I guess, respected his ability to do that because there's not many people who can mix art with their opinions on things and have it come out well. And he does it truly well.
0: I'll tell you what, I'm very excited to see what's upcoming with Atlanta. Again, the reviews on season three from those who have seen it already are simply outstanding It is simply said that this will probably go down by the end of season four. It's one of the best TV shows of this or any previous decade. So please check out Atlanta when it comes out later this week. But we want to hear your thoughts on Atlanta. Is it everything that you hope it is after a four-year hiatus? Please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, coming up after the break, we're going to be talking about the weekend box office and a major surprise that Box Office Mojo didn't help us out with. We're going to talk about that, plus the best picture odds. Severance is a big hit for Apple Plus, plus Hogwarts Legacy, Daredevil, and a Play-Doh movie? That's right. That's coming up after the break. This is the Pop Culture Cosmos. but we're not alone.
1: We've brought a few friends with us this time. All that, and of course, our action figure spotlight.
0: So check out the Jay and Rob Toy Show Season 2, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. And we're back with the Pop Culture Cosmos. It's Josh Peterson and me, Gerald Glassford. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I want to ask you this, my friend. The weekend box office, it had its usual glamour with the Batman continuing to score success. It's now over $300 million at the box office here in the U.S. alone, and it's been a big success for D.C. Its residual returns and its fall is usually in between, I think, around 45% the past couple weeks on the average, which is a very strong hold for a blockbuster film because we usually see, like, in the second week, like a 60 sometimes even a 65% drop in its first week. This is holding very nicely And it's been a great success for DC and Warner Brothers. It is the biggest film in the U.S. so far this year. Another thing that's very encouraging is what came in second place here at the U.S. domestic box office. And that is Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. It's a prequel to the hit series on Crunchyroll. And Crunchyroll produced this movie. And it has done gangbusters in a limited release 2300 theaters. It has earned $17 million, which I'm kind of upset with Box Office Mojo because they didn't help us out by setting this up as something that was going to be released. It performed substantially better than the other releases of a similar nature in X and UMA. But getting back to this anime movie, my friend, that is a prequel to a successful TV series. You're the anime expert on this, man. How much information can you give people out there who are not familiar with Jujutsu Kaisen Zero and why it's become so popular?
1: You know, this is one that I have not actually had a chance to watch. You know, I'm Crunchyroll is putting out all this great content, and I'm still trying to catch up on Attack on Titan. So, you know, from what I understand about this one, it is,
0: I guess, dealing with curses and, and just the power of magic. And, of course, it goes into deep and dark areas, but
1: yeah he's and, trying to protect humanity from monsters and and demons and, and sorcerers
0: yeah. yeah and while still going to high school too at the same time no, he's, so
1: he's a busy busy guy yeah, yeah i mean there's all these anime films coming out it's it's all content that like i don't even know about so now like i feel like i gotta go back and watch that and i gotta watch more demon slayer and there's, there's just so much out there but this brings me to a question for you do you think that we're going to get cuz like he's box office mojo didn't report on this but do you think we're going to get to a point where like they're going to have to start taking these anime releases seriously like the just the the box office as a whole because you know we had you know Demon nice, Slayer Demon Slayer there's Knights of Sidonia came out for like a, a week run And that was something that was pretty popular. And I remember back, you know, this is several years ago, but they would put out like new Inuyasha movies in theaters and Mobile Suit Gundam and the new Dragon Ball films. And a lot of these,
0: they're short window releases that get people in the theater.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they, they might not make as much as a Marvel film, but still like these are getting bigger and bigger as the fan bases for these anime series grows. The fan base is getting bigger and bigger. So you're gonna have more people going to the movie theaters to watch these. And I feel like this is going to be something that is going to have to start being taken serious as a box office contender.
0: Well, if Jujutsu Kaisen Zero doesn't do it for you, after getting 17 million at the box office, turning a profit for Crunchyroll, turning a profit for the movie theaters, and getting actually some eyebrow raising in Hollywood, then I don't know what will. Because Demon Slayer destroyed the box office in Japan and for weeks and months in Japan and did well overseas here in the United States. So I don't know. I don't know what will do it because seemingly they don't get the respect that they duly deserve.
1: Yeah, well, look at Dragon Ball Super Brawly when it came out. That made $122.7 million box office return.
0: Yeah. And just people just forget how successful these things are. And then you got to remember that they go to television, they go to the Crunchy rolls, go to the other places for anime, including Netflix, Hulu, et cetera, et cetera. And they do gangbusters there. They're foundational pieces of these networks and these streaming outlets going forward. There's a reason why Crunchy roll still in the wave of streaming channels with big heavyweight production companies and heavyweight networks and heavyweight, film companies behind it, that they're still able to find that niche because Crunchyroll knows that anime is popular. And that's something that I think that they don't take seriously in the right places yet. But maybe a movie like this, which is Jutsu Kaisen Zero, still can find a niche and still can raise some eyebrows there. Going forward, people will take this more seriously that are not just related to inside or a big fan of the anime world
1: it's definitely leaving a footprint that nobody probably thought it would leave before. And I'm kind of excited to see that because there's a lot of great content out there and it's, kind of proving wrong people's misconceptions about exactly what anime is. You know, I posted something on Instagram talking about Mobile Suit Gundam and how it has evoked more emotion for me than most live-action films, and people just make all these assumptions about what anime is, and I'm glad to see that there's a whole generation of kids coming up and loving this stuff.
0: People need to start taking anime seriously, and Jujutsu Kaisen Zero doing huge numbers at the box office for a limited release for a series that's really done well on Crunchyroll with its prequel coming out in theaters and doing so well, I think it's got to raise some eyebrows that these big companies need to start looking and investing more into anime. I know you and I have talked about the Blade Runner series that went anime mm-hmm. that we'd like. Was so- the
1: Witcher too. You yeah, know?
0: The Witcher. I mean, all these well-known IPs going the way of anime. I really am looking forward to seeing what more can be brought out of the anime style and the anime industry as a whole. So I'm looking forward to it. And to Box Office Mojo, please give these releases more respect because they are something that people are interested in. And obviously by the results of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, it's obviously what people are interested in seeing. And they're not just being just one off and just thrown under the rug. So please go ahead and give a little bit more respect and a little bit more of a shout-out to the great things that are happening in anime. What are your thoughts out there? Have you seen Jujutsu Kaisen Zero or the series that is based off of? Or what are you looking forward to in the world of anime? Please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com But before we head on out, a few things to cover, my friend. The Oscar Best Picture is around the corner. One of the things I wanted to talk about are the odds. And if you go to oddschecker.com, you're looking at the best picture odds from all the various sites. My gosh, my friend, if you looked at it right now, it's crazy because there's over a dozen sites right now that have laid odds on the best picture.
1: Oh, my and, God, Vegas Insider right now. So. Yeah,
0: well, I'm looking at it. Well, this is just all the offshore and the internet betting. I mean, I'm not even looking locally. I'm sure that come Oscar night, you are gonna you could go right now to one of the casinos and lay some odds on it right now. But you don't want to do that right here in Vegas right now because March Madness is going crazy. So you've got all the March Madness bettors there. But right now, when you look at it, for the most part, the power of the dog is leading the way and is right now the slight favorite – in most of these places, but Coda, which just won the PGAs last night as Best Picture, the Producer Guild Awards, is something that is gaining a lot of traction and momentum. This movie, it's actually a reimagining of a foreign film from earlier last decade. It's just something that I think a lot of people need to look into if they haven't already. It's Apple+. Plus. It's actually a big movie for them on Apple Plus, so please go ahead and check it out if you have Apple Plus. So we'll be talking more about Apple Plus here in a sec. But yeah. this movie, which talks about the lifestyle of deaf adults and the one individual that is able to interact with them all that can hear, it's got some great performances. And I'm telling you, my friend, this movie is going to get a lot of momentum going forward.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm noticing about this list is that a lot of these premiered on streaming platforms and I just remember all the controversy all those years ago streaming films aren't real movies and lo and behold yes
0: funny how a pandemic will do that right
1: yeah so I've only seen two of these films being nominated for best picture I've seen Dune I've seen West Side Story but other than that like I've heard Licorice Pizza is really good Power of the Dog looks cool but I don't See, Dune. Drive
0: My Car has been an Drive international success.
1: That's right, That's right, yeah.
0: Nightmare Alley, unfortunately, is like on the back end of it, but it got nominated. Guillermo hey. del Toro. Yeah, this will hey.
1: be his, his second nomination for Best Picture. He won the first one, didn't he, with yes. Shape of Water?
0: That's correct. Yeah. That was a surprise to me. But yes, definitely is something that he has out there, but I don't think that it's going to win, because right now on various sites, it looks like it's the last or largest or longest shot out there as far mm-hmm. as trying to go ahead and win right now in fact you can get 150 to 1 odds at certain places or just i even see 500 to 1 odds on nightmare alley don't look up i didn't love it as much as, as some other people did i thought it was good not great it's right in the middle of the pack like you said licorice pizza as well dune I am so disappointed that it is not thought of higher right now. It's the middle of pack film now, 25 to one, 33 to one, 50 to one. I don't see great odds for, I mean, they're great odds if you want to try and go ahead and put some money down on it, but I don't see it as high as I would put it because again, to me, I thought that was the best film of 2021. I thought it was absolutely beautiful and stunning and everything I wanted in a Dune film so yeah. I'm kind of disappointed that it's at where it's at as far as on the food chain, on the betting line. Yeah, it's a I more really niche
1: th- audience, though, for Dune. You know, it's well, not, I mean, so it's so the biggest so
0: hit of all these, financially.
1: Right, right. But as we've learned with the Oscars, financial hits are not always the best film awards.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right on that. But I'm very disappointed to see it not be higher because I think it's very deserving. I think it should be in the realm of The Power of the Dog and Coda And Belfast, which is also getting some good odds as well. West Side Stories, 40 to 1. I've seen as low as 14 to 1, 20 to 1, 33 to 1. King Richard is in that same range, 15 to 1, 20 to 1, 40 to 1. With the great performance from Will Smith, I think that that's booing it. I think that it deserves a lot of praise, and I'm happy for its success dune though my gosh it's behind it at like again 25 to 1 30 to 1 50 to 1 wish that was a little higher which has got a little bit more momentum going into it but as you and i both know it's all about the momentum the last amount of voting has already taken place on it so the winner has already been decided upon it's just about announcing it at this point but the Power of Dog, which has created some controversy, especially with Sam Elliott's comments on it. I think that has created a stir in the news. So we'll see if that actually uh, comes through to fruition. But yeah, the odds are out there. If you want to go ahead and check it out, again, the site I checked out as oddschecker.com, which has uh, like dozens of internet betting sites and the odds that are laid out on it. So if you want to check it out, it's at oddschecker.com. But please, if you have any thoughts on which movie,
1: do not bet okay. your kids' college funds, please. No,
0: no, no. Do not bet that again. That's up to you. It's for entertainment purposes only. There you go. We preface it well so they can't come at us. But yeah. yes, if you have thoughts on the Best Picture nominees and which one you think should win the Oscars, please let us know. Pop Culture Cosmos and Yahoo.com. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? Or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. Well, before we head on out, speaking of Apple Plus, that Coda, a great movie, is on currently right now that you can check out. Also on Apple Plus, we know about Ted Lasso and the awards it wins and the fact it's the best comedy out there, et cetera, et cetera. And I know Marcus de la Garza, who's still a great friend of the show, absolutely loves it and cannot say enough good things about it. Also, a show that I've been talking about over the past few weeks, it's getting a lot of praise and also a lot of fans. In fact, it's one of the highest rated streaming shows out there, and that's Severance from Ben Stiller. This show, if you've not started catching it yet, this is a show you need to catch I will say it until the end of the season. This is a show you cannot afford to miss because it's creepy. It's mysterious. You don't know what turns. It seems like a very simple premise. It doesn't have like exotic locations or it doesn't have like a ton of different places that they go and do. It's basically set in a workplace and a home life that's very structured and that's very limited. But my gosh, man, what they do with what they've been presented with is ultimately really, really good in this workplace setting. Again, with the severance, which is where they put a chip in your head and you go to your work and you do your work over the eight hours, then all of a sudden your memories of your work are completely forgotten outside of the world. And then when you go back into work, your memories from outside the world are completely forgotten for eight hours. It's just the way that this is transpiring about why they're doing, yeah, why they're doing this, what secret projects are there, the whole departments that are, are never put together, they're never allowed to go ahead and congregate with each other, how they're trying to get together alliances and work with each other to figure out what's going on in this world. It's truly fascinating, my friend. And you really just want to know what's coming up next. And that's a credit to, again, executive producer Ben Stiller, who helped get this show to reality. And I will tell you what, this is a show you cannot afford to miss.
1: I am definitely going to check it out. I got—I just realized that I have an Apple TV subscription, so I will probably check it out before we get rid of it. So good to know.
0: Absolutely. They're up to episode five as we're speaking right now, and I highly recommend it. Again, it is Severance. If you've not caught it, you might be one of the few that, that has Apple Plus that hasn't because Severance has actually garnered a lot of people watching it. And if you have thoughts on Severance, please let us know pop at cosmos at yahoo.com well we're almost out of here my friend but before we go i know you wanted to talk about hogwarts legacy melinda barkhouse ross and i on the friday show we talked about it at length with the controversy did a 15 minute presentation last week on a state of play it looks okay it looks like this ip that you have and it As far as a a game with a lot of substance, we're not sure if that's the case. But again, it's being set back by the comments that are continuously made by J.K. Rowling and the controversy that continues to follow her. In fact, the Harry Potter series as a whole is now in doubt in regards to that. So I want to hear your thoughts on Hogwarts Legacy before we head on out.
1: You know, it's interesting because I've been reading a lot about this in in regards to J.K. Ron. She said some things she shouldn't have, but... And continues to say. And continues to, but, like, it's just... It's become such, like, a a big deal that I'm one of those people who I'm able to look at creative things and remove the creator from them, but I think that's just something that a lot of people can't do, so... I don't understand it, but I can see why other people would be frustrated by it. You know, in regards to Hogwarts, like, it's not going to stop me from playing the game. Like, even before, you know, all this happened, you know, I was like, oh, it'd be cool to have an open world Harry Potter game. Like, that would be fun. And I'm looking at this game, and yeah, it looks fun. It's not Elder Scrolls, so you're not going to be able to, like, customize armor and all that stuff, but it still looks. Like, it's something that's going to be worth throwing, you know, several hours into. And, you know, yeah, you're right. You're going to be able to cast your spells and all that. And honestly, I, I don't think that whatever the controversies are should have anything to do with how successful this game is. Just like, I don't think it should cast a shadow over Fantastic Beasts. You know, you can easily... But it does, get, my friend. And it, it does. Know. And, and I, I get that. But I just like, there's there's so much, you know, when it comes to what people have said where you know like the james gunn thing i just i don't understand any of these controversies i well i do understand them but i just i don't understand the inability to separate art from the artist you know if that makes sense
0: it does my friend but in 2022 it is a reality and i think again for me the future of fantastic beasts and hogwarts legacy is tied to somewhat to jk rowling I think what will take it out of it is something we talked about on the Friday show. And that's Daniel Radcliffe returning to a Cursed Child movie, if that ever gets made. But he said in recent comments that he has no plans anytime soon to make one. So yeah. I think until then, you're going to continuously get this brushback of what J.K. Rowling says. So you're just going to get this constant brushback. And yeah. we'll see when it comes next month to fantastic beast how that movie performs how that movie does because johnny depp is no longer in it mads mickelson is playing the lead role of the bad guys so we'll see where this movie goes as far as continuing the series and how well it performs the box office and we'll know if there's a true jk rowling effect but going forward hogwarts legacy when it comes out in the holiday season we'll see how well it performs again i want to see a little bit more substance to it Mm -hmm. other than just waving your wand and and doing a little bit inside hogwarts i just want to see a little bit more i
1: think i want to see yeah i agree and i want to see what an upgrade system looks like in that like do you level up your? because the the whole thing that makes a good rpg as we know is whether it's the witcher or cyberpunk or final fantasy whatever it's how you're able to upgrade your characters and their skill sets with Hogwarts is going to be weird because there's no weapons, you know, it's yeah. just your wand. So like, how is the upgrade system going to work in something like that? And, and are you going to be able to invite friends to your world?
0: Yeah. That's something that again, will be seen hopefully and believed later this year with Hogwarts legacy. But I still, again, want to see a little bit more substance. It reminds me a lot of the previous week when we saw star Trek resurgence. Okay. you got the character models down and you got the IP down And you got some of the lingo and some of the mannerisms and some of the familiar things from these IPs, but substance, what are you able to do within the environment of this? Or are you just going ahead, as we saw many years, for the two decades, for the 2000 decade, and the 2010 decades, we saw these familiar IPs put onto a console or gaming Mm -hmm. platform, and it was just the IP and not much after that as far as what you can do with it. So. I'm hoping that both Star Trek Resurgence and also as well Hogwarts Legacy will be this fulfilling adventure we're taking.
1: Yeah, I I agree too and it's hard because that world, the world of Harry Potter feels like home to me and I'm going to be very critical of whatever happens with that game, you know, in terms of like how good it is. If they don't capture all the things that like made it feel magical when I was a kid reading the books and it's going to affect how much time i'm willing to spend in it
0: what are your thoughts out there on hogwarts legacy and star trek resurgence please let us know pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com are you excited do you like what you see so far are you shying away from a hogwarts legacy and fantastic Beasts because of the comments continuously made by jk rowling please let us know pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com well before we head on out something that was uncovered in a production magazine that there's a pre-production going on for Daredevil, a TV series that's going to be centered in the MCU, which I know some people are absolutely excited about and ecstatic about, and some individuals out there have written against it as far as Daredevil taking place in the MCU. I want to hear your thoughts as someone that's more invested in the Daredevil character than myself, so I want to hear your thoughts on this, my friend. It is looking more and more like there will be an eventual TV series. Again, it's in pre-production. This can be canceled at any time by Disney for whatever reason. They're obviously getting a lot of pub because they brought over the Marvel Netflix series and kept them untouched. They did not edit them. They did not go ahead and censor them. They went ahead and they put them on Disney Plus. You do have to use the parental filter on it because a lot of the episodes are mature rated, but To put a Daredevil TV series into production and possibly in the MCU, that's now a possibility that's on the horizon for Disney and Marvel.
1: Oh, I'm excited about it. I'm not the only person that loves this iteration of Daredevil. You know, there's a lot of people who are love charlie cox and what he's done with the character and seeing him in spider-man and me and my wife just got done watching all the seasons of daredevil we love it you know and i I talk to anyone who's watched the netflix mcu shows and they're always like oh yeah we love daredevil but daredevil is definitely something that could translate very well into the mcu you know they don't necessarily daredevil is violent but it's not like hyper violent you know it's like the punisher and I, i could see it doing very well keeping it's like hard r edge to it but also you know there's a possibility of making it pg-13 but from what i understand moon knight is pretty violent in itself so yeah we'll see that next week and we'll see that next week so yeah i mean i definitely think there's room for daredevil in the mcu and charlie cox has expressed interest in playing this character for a long time they've already introduced him and Spider-Man, they've introduced Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. But the big question here is, do you think they're going to pick up from where the Netflix storyline left off with Bullseye or do you think they're going to go in a different direction while just briefly acknowledging what's happened in the past?
0: Well, why would they go to the trouble of initiating fans and putting all this on Disney Plus if they don't make a Disney Plus series in Daredevil that would continue with what's going on? you've got it right there in front of your face it's not like you you put it and hit it away on hulu which has a much smaller viewing base yeah. you put this on disney plus you put the daredevil all three seasons right there on disney plus yeah so,
1: everybody's yeah. calling it what's what's making me question is everyone's calling it a soft reboot which means that it's like you're not disassociating from what's happened before but you're kind of creating a new jumping on point for people
0: I think ultimately that's what they're going to have to do. But yeah, I don't think they're going to ignore what's happened and taken place in the past with daredevil. And I don't think they should again. Why would you put all three seasons on Disney Mm plus? Because that's the big ticket of all the defenders, Luke Cage, iron fist, Jessica Jones, all those shows, the punisher agents of Shield. of all those, the one people are going to gravitate to the most. And the one that's going to get the most numbers of all these series is daredevil. Yeah. So, yeah, they can't ignore what went on the previous three seasons. But a soft reboot, I would think they would have in mind.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, either way, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm just excited to see Daredevil back on the screen with new content. You know, not just Matt Murdock. That was cool. But actually seeing his story fascinates me because, you know, as a, as a kid with a, a very religious background, like I, I feel a lot of the struggles that he goes through. And I, I guess that's why the, that show resonates so well with me.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, my friend, it's been great talking about this, but does everyone out there have thoughts on Daredevil, as it's now listed in pre-production, that a potential MCU TV series could take place? Please let us know, PopCultureCosmos and Yahoo.com. But before we head on out, my friend, some big heavyweight individuals out there, Oscar-nominated screenwriter Emily Gordon and John Chu, who we all know from Crazy Rich Asians, They've gotten together to work on a project. My gosh, of all the things, Play-Doh, an animated movie, is now in the works with those two spearheading it as of this time. Your thoughts on a Play-Doh movie coming to life with all the things that's still out there. Mass Effect, which is not 100% confirmed. Gears of War, which we're still hoping for. All the other IPs out there that they could put on the screen in a TV series or movie. We have Play-Doh coming up first
1: i'd say this is shaping up to be quite a hit <laughs>
0: oh the ones um, are back
1: not really interested in this you know like I, i'm just thinking about anytime they tried to adapt a game or a child's toy into something and it's never turned out well like battleship is my prime example here plato might do well i mean kids like gumby when it came out but i don't know if
0: Well, the Mm -hmm. Lego movie, remember the original Lego Lego movie, that related to both young and old, and Mm -hmm. that did well at the box office. So this could very well do the same. There were
1: characters, though. Like, Play-Doh has never had, like, characters, like mascots. You know, Lego has. People look at Lego and be like, oh, yeah, I have that Batman figure, or I have the Spider-Man or Harry Potter one. They don't look at Play-Doh and go, oh, yeah, like, I have that jar of red Play-Doh.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know. (laughs) Like you said, things are molding out very well and they're shaping up to be something that we'll see as far as an animated movie is concerned probably two years from now. But it is a Play-Doh movie now in production. Your thoughts on it out there? Are you interested in it? Do you think it might find the same success as maybe a Lego movie has? And obviously the Lego movie has done very well over the course of time and and everything going forward for it. But we want to hear your thoughts on a Play-Doh movie. Please let us know. Pop Culture Cosmos. yeah. It's been a tremendous episode looking out for what's coming up later this week on Friday with me and Melinda Barkhouse-Ross coming up on the PCC Multiverse. But Josh, any last thoughts before we head on out?
1: No last thoughts at all. I think we've covered quite a bit and I got a infant that needs feeding.
0: (laughs) And you go feed that infant. Always great having you here. Know your time is limited, but I appreciate you always spending some time here in the pop culture cosmos so for josh culture cosmos aka josh peterson this is cheryl glassford it's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the pop culture cosmos we thank you for listening and here's hoping you have yourself a great